Hey there, future fans! Welcome to episode 77 of Future Flicks with Billiam. We have ourselves another short movie week, though not as short as last week. Also fewer trailers and fewer news, but what we do have is interesting. Mostly. This week brings us a bounty hunter, a logger, a fighter, and a haunted mansion. This is the week of February 2nd. 2018, and this is episode 77 of Future Flicks with Billiam. everyone welcome to the show welcome 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 how did you like last week what did you think two episodes of future flicks with billiam two episodes for your listening pleasure we have another slowish week but before we get into that let's talk about what you're listening to because some of you may be new so if you're new welcome welcome to future flicks with billiam and if you are a return listener welcome back and i'm glad to have you on Future Flicks with Billiam, I go over every movie that's coming out during the week. I give you my thoughts on it. I also tell you what it's about and who's in it. And then I finish it all up with a score, which I call the Billiam's Interest Level Score, a.k.a. the Bill Score. I didn't search for a way to name it after me at all. That's a lie. I totally did. Because I am full of myself. Not really. I, th- I just thought it was clever. Anyway, yes, I give you a score for the movie, which is only based on my opinion based on the trailer and maybe anything I've read about the movie. I have a pick of the week, which is, hey, if you want to go see a movie, you see this movie. It's always at the end. And we always start the show with some news and some trailers. So how do you listen to this show? You're doing a great job. You found me. Thank you for finding me. You can also listen to me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website that is somewhatnerdy.com. Have you rated Future Flicks yet? Have you rated Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of Squared Circle? If you have, thank you. Thank you very much. And if you have not, please do so. It really helps us grow. And I really feel like a YouTuber when I say that. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Clickety-clack that like button. But please always understand the only reason I bug you about it so much and that other podcasters and YouTubers bug you about it is because it really does matter. And we appreciate it if you do take the time out of your day to do that. And don't forget to check out the other shows in the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network. That's Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle. And don't forget to check out the good friends of the show, the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. Well, everyone, this is hopefully it. This is hopefully when I get back on schedule and start releasing on Wednesdays. Because I used to be... uh, When I first started, I wanted it to be on Mondays. I really did. And that kind of fell through. It became Tuesdays. It slowly became Wednesdays. And I stuck with Wednesdays for a while. Sometimes Thursdays if I was late. And God, sometime mid-2017, I think it was, it started moving to Fridays slowly. And it just became Friday. Thankfully, Snarf Chris is a very kind boss. And he has not whipped me for this yet. 
Of course, it could be that he's in Louisiana, I'm in California, and his whip doesn't reach, but I do believe it's because he is very kind. And, you know, a friend too, that helps. But yes, I hope to get back on schedule. As some of you know, my fiancé is returning to the area. She lives in Wales, and... And until we can figure out the whole marriage and visa situation, we keep on doing this unfortunate thing where she has to go back home. But when she is here, it is better for the show because it keeps me in line. Or she keeps me in line, I should say. Anyway, enough of that. It is time for us to jump into the first segment, which as always, is the news. In a story from Geek Tyrant, we now know what Steven Spielberg's next movie is going to be. In fact, we know what his next two movies are going to be. So he had two movies on his plate, West Side Story and Indiana Jones 5. He had to pick one. Well, he decided on West Side Story. Yes, the musical won and he's currently casting for the film. Rumor has it that he wants original talent, kind of what Guy Ritchie wanted for Aladdin. But we'll see if Spielberg's star power is enough to get that done. While Aladdin himself in the Guy Ritchie movie may be a newish face, the others aren't really. He wanted a bunch of new faces, but the studio was like, no, 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 no. Let's get, let's get a couple people in here. But who knows, maybe Spielberg is famous enough to get his way with West Side Story. And the second movie? Well, why not? He just chose Indiana Jones 5. So after filming West Side Story, he's going to be jumping on Indiana Jones 5. And can he redeem himself after Crystal Skull? That was a stupid movie, but I, I liked it. I liked it, but it was stupid. The other three Indiana Jones movies were really good. I enjoyed those because they were good. I enjoyed the last one because it was stupid. Can he redeem himself and do a good movie again in this series? Only time will tell. According to comicbook.com, Venom has finished wrapping. Filming began back in October of 2017, and this movie, we found out, is based off a six-issue series called Venom, Lethal Protector. In an interview, Tom Hardy promised to do the character justice and said there will be lots of action and dark humor. In a story from Flickering Myth, there will be no Hangover 4 if anyone cared. And finally, Deadline reports that MGM is doing an Aretha Franklin biopic. The soul diva chose Jennifer Hudson to play her in the movie, and I really don't think there was anyone else who could have. I bet you there'll be a bunch of people out there going, Oh my god, Beyonce should have done it. But we needed a good actress for this, and Jennifer Hudson can do that. And sing. And honestly, I think sing better than Beyonce. Well, that is it for the news. All right, everyone, let's jump into the next segment, and you know what's coming. It's everyone's favorite intro ever. It's time for the Trailer Trove. Avast, and welcome to the Trailer Trove. You know, I love how I came up with that stupid intro, but I can't, still can't think of anything for the news. If anyone has any ideas, please let me know. You know how to get in contact with me. But anyway, welcome to the Trailer Trove, everyone. We only have three movies of note, or three trailers of note. One of them is for something that already happened. Uh, it was a trailer, well, let's just start off. There's a trailer for an HBO documentary about Andre the Giant, and it looks really good. But like I already said, this documentary should have already premiered. But the reason I wanted to mention this and even keep it on the show is because I still think it's worth a watch just to see if you're interested at all. This documentary is going to talk about his life, of course. It's going to focus a lot on wrestling and a lot on Princess Bride. 
and get ready for all of the feels. Sure, he's known for being a gentle giant and a nice guy, but I, I think this this trailer showed that the documentary is going to show him to be just a, a regular person, but also the struggle he went through, that everything was just too small, the constant pain he was in, and there were times where he couldn't handle it. But I want to remember him as a great guy, and I truly think that that's how this this documentary is going to paint him. Like, look at the struggle he went through, look at the times he couldn't handle it, look at the times he may have broken, but still remember Andre the Giant as this great human being. Next up is another trailer from HBO, a trailer I actually missed from a couple weeks ago that I think is still worth talking about. So this is for another HBO movie. This one is for Fahrenheit 451. Why does it sound familiar? Because it's one of the most famous books ever. That's right, it's a Ray Bradbury classic. It's being turned into a movie on HBO starring Michael B. Jordan, Michael Shannon, and Sophia Boutella. That's a really, really good cast. All I've seen so far were just teasers by Still can't wait and finally everyone we have a trailer for an indie zombie movie called the cured starring ellen page now this is a really interesting idea that they could go different directions with depending on what their their goal is like what the creators of this movie had in mind as their end goal so in this film the zombie virus has been cured this takes place after i bet they're gonna be flashbacks to during the zombie apocalypse but it's been cured. People are slowly going back into the cities that they had had to run from. And the people who were still zombies at the time are back to being human. And those cured people are now hated and discriminated against because this is an allegory for racism, folks. So here's where I say it really depends on what their end goal is. If they just want to make a really interesting movie, and this could be a really interesting movie, if they just wanted to make that, then this could be good. But if they're going to jump on a soapbox and preach to us, using this zombie idea, these cured zombie people, as part of the story going, hey, everyone, it's not cool to be racist, then it could get really preachy. It could still be good, but it could get really preachy, and that will turn a lot of people off. We'll see what they eventually had in mind for this and where it goes. There's no set release date so far for this, so just keep an eye out for it. And of course, stay tuned to future flicks, as always, where I will tell you when it comes out. And ladies and gentlemen, since I started recording this episode, one new trailer, or at least a teaser, and then three new stories have dropped. So while we're still technically in the trove, let me go over that next teaser trailer, and then we'll go over the final stories and get into the movies. So the newest trailer that dropped, it's called a teaser trailer, but it's... Actually, a pretty good trailer. It's not that bad. It shows a lot more than other teaser trailers do without going overboard, so I didn't feel like there were any spoilers. And that is for one that I've been wondering when it was going to come out, and that was Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I have to say, it looks like it's going to be just as good as the first. And if you remember the first, it was a sleeper hit. A lot of people weren't really excited for this. And then it came out and it got a lot of, if you'll forgive the pun, buzz. But then it happened and then other Marvel movies overshadowed it. And then it fell into obscurity again. You would bring it up and people go, oh yes, Ant-Man, I really liked that. But it was never on the top of their minds. And so it occurred to me about a week ago or so that we haven't seen a trailer for Ant-Man and the Wasp and it's supposed to come out in July of this year. But now we have a teaser trailer and that's a lot more than we have for Solo. So come on, Disney, get your shit together. So in this movie, we see there's going to be just the same amount of comedy as the first one. Some great action. We have everyone returning. Well, except the bad guy, I'm, I'm assuming. 
And I was really glad to see Michael Pena in the trailer because Michael Pena was the best part of the movie. Just like he's the best part of almost everything he does because he's Michael Pena and he's amazing. There's only one movie he was in that I didn't like. And I'm going to talk about that later in the episode because that's when we get into the question of the week. But that is it for the trailer trove. Let's dip right back into the news for a little bit. Production has officially begun on Shazam according to ComingSoon.net. Director David F. Sandberg posted to his Instagram to reveal that it has officially begun. It's happened now. Some kid named Asher Angel will star as Billy Batson, who, of course, is the kid that becomes Shazam by saying the words of power. Zachary Levi is playing Shazam himself, which I, again, I never would have picked him. I like him as an actor, but to me, Shazam is a huge, overly buff guy, which is why The Rock is the perfect choice for Black Adam. I would have really liked to see John Cena as Shazam. I understand why they don't do it, because Zachary Levi is a better actor. I mean, I like John Cena, but there are just certain types of roles he can do. He's not as well-rounded as The Rock when it comes to his acting. So the director, David Sandberg, if you recognize the name, that's because he did movies like Lights Out and Annabelle Creation. Dwayne Johnson is not going to appear in this movie, as in Shazam and Black Adam are not going to meet yet. Black Adam will get his own movie and then the two will meet. And in news that surprises no one from, again, comicbook.com, Gambit has been pulled from the release schedule. It's actually on hiatus as Gore Verbinski, the director, has left. So they need a new director, and we'll see if this is going to be a gigantic cluster. This movie has had so many problems. But remember, that alone isn't enough to mean the movie is going to be bad. Remember, Wonder Woman had a lot of problems. There's a lot of belief that Wonder Woman is going to be a terrible movie, and it turned out to be really good, and in fact, one of DC's best. So remember, this is the third time that a director has stepped away. The first one, I believe, was um, the guy from Planet of the Apes, and then the other was Doug Lyman. Okay, who was the other guy? Rupert Wyatt from Rise of the Planet of the Apes and Doug Lyman from Born Identity, they have both stepped down. But God bless Channing Tatum, because he is still all about this. This has become truly, and I'm going to quote the quote comicbook.com here, Channing Tatum's passion project. And that could be really good it, that he's so passionate about it because it really worked out for Deadpool. And I do like Channing Tatum. We'll see what the future holds for that. According to Variety, Tom Hanks is set to play everyone's favorite neighbor, Mr. Rogers. The movie is set to be called You Are My Friend. And Marielle Heller is set to helm the picture. She was the director of Diary of a Teenage Girl. Of course, who doesn't know that? The director, Heller, is reported as saying the script knocked her out with its message of kindness and its exploration of the human spirit. While I know nothing about the director, I know a lot about Tom Hanks, and this movie is going to be great because of Tom Hanks. Even Tom Hanks' bad movies are really good. And that was actually the last story, so let's jump into the movies this week after a word from our friends at Somewhat Nerdy Radio. Stay tuned. Imagine yourself on a journey with the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast crew as we travel through forgotten realms and far-off galaxies. Your captains, the sensational Snarf Chris and the cunning Critter, constantly face an element of danger. Welcome to the Somewhat Nerdy Radio podcast. The bright light in the podcast sphere. 
download and subscribe Somewhat Nerdy Radio today on iTunes and SoundCloud or stream it at somewhatnerdy.com. Good journey, nerds. And welcome back. I have one quick movie to talk about before we get into the actual releases of the week, and that is a movie that is listed as coming out this week, but it actually came out January 26th, and now it's just available online. That movie is called A Siambra. This is an Italian film about a young Romani man who is able to fit in with the local Italians, the African refugees, and his own Romani people. One day he goes missing and his younger brother Pio must step into the big brother's shoes, but it's not as easy as the brother made it look. So there's all the questions like, can Pio do this? What happened to his brother? And then eventually what will happen to Pio? It's not available on any free service yet, or what I mean by that is like Netflix, Hulu, so not free, but you just don't pay per movie. It is available on Google Play and YouTube for $6.99, should this strike your fancy. Alright folks, it's time to talk about movies that are actually releasing this week, and the first one is a movie called Scorched Earth. A bounty hunter tracks down criminals in a post-apocalyptic Earth and is offered her biggest bounty yet. But the question is... Can she do it alone? This stars Gia Carano from Deadpool, John Hanna from the Mummy series, and Patrick Gilmore from Stargate Universe. This movie screams low-budget western to me. That's what that's what I really get from this. So it takes place on Earth in the future where, you know, we haven't tried to stop global warming and something called Cloudfall happens, where all hell breaks loose, most of humanity is lost, most of the world destroyed, and the last living people live in very Wild West-type situations, with houses that they just built out of the trees around them. They're all wearing leather, and it's all like the same color and dirty. Except for inside the cities, the world is mainly lawless. And G- Gina Carano plays this bounty hunter who goes around just rounding up people who have broken the law, and there's a bounty on their head, and she... She kills him, brings him in for money. You know what bounty hunters do. When I was watching this trailer, two things were going through my mind. The first was that, yes, this kind of looks like a Western, but two, this looks like a just a really well-done sci-fi original movie. It's like if sci-fi decided to be serious. Like, if you remember back in the day, sci-fi original movies were a little more serious, and then uh, maybe even a little before Sharknado, they started getting ridiculous when, hey, people like this ridiculous cheesiness, let's make that shit. And if they try to do something a little more serious, it really doesn't get a lot of uh, a lot of notice just because it's not sharks in a f-ing tornado or it's not one mutated monster versus another mutated monster. And don't get me wrong. I love that. Shit. It is stupid and I love it. But still, I couldn't fight the feeling that this was a made for TV movie. And while it's not necessarily a bad thing, if I go to a theater, I don't want to watch a movie that looks like it's TV quality. Call me a snob, but I expect a certain level. Hell, even the most pretentious of indie movies still has a theatrical quality to them. This was filmed on my iPhone because I'm a stupid hipster, but it still looks like a theatrical release. This looks like something that was formatted to fit your screen. And I realize I haven't seen that in years because we don't do that anymore. TVs aren't square. And it blows my mind. I remember when my family got our first widescreen TV and it was like, whoa, what is this? I can see more. Anyway, that's that's just me showing my age. But don't you realize that is going to be the black and white TV of our generation? My family had a black and white TV growing up, but we also had a color TV. But people of this generation, of my generation, you know, people who are about 30-something right now, will be able to say, I remember when there were square televisions. And movies were formatted to fit our screen. 
if something happened on the corners, you didn't know. You know, something like that. But anyway, back to Scorched Earth. Uh, another thing I noticed is that even though it's supposed to be like a Wild West style thing, uh, all post-apocalyptic, everyone's face was really clean. And everyone had a lot of makeup on. I mean, obviously in a movie, people are going to have makeup on. Duh. It was noticeable with some characters. It's like, oh, just because it's the apocalypse doesn't mean I can't be pretty. Just going to put on some eyeliner, a little blush, and then go out and work and toil in the field all day so we don't starve and die. Okay, that was kind of a petty thing to point out. But but I hope you get the theme I'm trying to go with for this, this movie is that it's not going to be good. At most, this is going to be a cheesy TV movie level good. Like, that's the best this is going to be. I like Gina Carano. She seems to be able to pick out the roles that are best for her. She never tries to overreach. So good for her. Maybe this will go on my list of movies to be watched later. Maybe. But for the rest of you, this looks like a highly skippable movie. Unless movies like this are your jam. In which case, go to town. Scorched Earth gets a 4 out of 11. Next up, ladies and gentlemen, is a movie called Bilal. It's an animated film about a boy and his sister being abducted and taken to a faraway land. Bilal must stand up for both himself and his sister and become the hero that eventually inspires change. And if this is the same Bilal that I'm thinking of, then he eventually becomes the first disciple of Muhammad. So what we have here is an animated movie from the United Arab Emirates. And apparently some company in Dubai also worked on this. But what we have is a, a movie about a hero from the lore of that area. Because I'm still not sure if this is actually the Bilal who's, again, the disciple of Muhammad or if this is a different story. Though that's just me being curious because to me and probably most of you, that won't matter. What will matter is, does it look good and is it interesting? And this, to get an idea for the type of animation, just look back to PlayStation 2 level cutscenes. That's that's a kind of quality and animation there is. And remember, we're spoiled here in America. We're really spoiled. We have some of the best quality animation, as in the way it looks. Other countries do great work and they have some great animated movies. But as far as the quality of animation goes, we win. Just because we put a lot more money into it. So before you see any foreign animated movie, that's always something to keep in mind. Can you watch something that's not up to the standards you're used to? As for the story, yeah, sure, it seems interesting. And we are getting a dubbed version for America. And the only big name that I saw was Ian McShane. So yes, Swearingen is going to be a voice. I think he's going to be the bad guy, which he's oh so good at. Of course, he's also really good at playing the good guy too. Ian McShane is just a fantastic actor. So you'll get to hear his voice in this if you see it. But that's a question. Do you want to see this? You know what my stance usually is on animated movies. If they're good, I say, hey, take your family to it. This could be a good day out. If it's really good, I say, see this regardless if you have kids or not. But this one doesn't really seem like a kid movie to me. This seems like a teen Maybe in some cases, preteen movie. Of course, kids from Muslim countries would see this because it's more of a part of their culture, part of their heritage, part of their religion. But for us here who don't have that connection to this movie, I don't think this would be a good movie to take your kids to. And even if something about this resonates with you, even if you think you like this, I still think you should wait. This is going to be one of those movies, and I haven't actually talked about this in a while, but one of those movies that will play primarily in areas where they have a heavy concentration of that race of people. Kind of like how I mentioned in the past that there's this 
a couple actually places in San Jose that show a lot of Indian movies because there's a lot of Indian people living in that area. So even if you wanted to see this, it might be hard to find in theaters. Best case scenario, if this really interests you, save it for home. For the rest of us, it's skippable. Bilal gets a 5 out of 11. And we have two more movies before the break. We have a documentary and we have another foreign film. Then we get into the final two movies, question of the week, you know the drill. But let's jump into the next movie, which is a movie called The Cage Fighter. This is a documentary about Joe Carmen, who risks everything to break his promise to his family and go back into the ring one more time. Or at least I assume one more time. That's what that's a feeling I got from the trailer. This is a documentary about MMA fighter Joe Carmen and how he had made a promise to his family he's not going to fight anymore, but he just he can't get enough of it. He wants to go back. And so this guy who may not be really old to a normal person, anyone in the sports industry knows that it's it's old. Hell, anyone in their late 20s, early 30s knows that if you fall down, you won't spring right back up again just like when you were a kid. Unless you are in good shape. So just imagine these people who are in good shape going out into a ring getting their ass beat. Like, that blows my mind. A, the fact that anyone would do that. And B, the fact that he's going in at, honestly, a disadvantage. So while this is a documentary, I wouldn't be surprised if parts were scripted. And I'm not, I don't mean scripted as in this is 100% fake. I just mean that maybe old arguments were brought up again for the camera. Maybe some of it was hammed up a bit. But at the end of the day, this is a documentary, which means that, guess what? Unless you are somehow really tied to the topic, unless you're really interested in it, this is something that's really skippable. While I will watch an MMA fight if I happen to see one, I otherwise am not interested in the sport. I enjoy it when I watch it. I don't go out of my way for it. If you are a fan of the sport, if you know who this guy is, you may want to watch this. But again, I doubt this is something you want to watch in theaters in case you are a huge fan of his. But for everyone else, skip this. The Cage Fighter gets a 4 out of 11. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the last movie before the break is the final foreign film of the week. And that movie is called A Fantastic Woman, or in its original language, Una Mujer Fantastica. Marina is a waitress who is also a nightclub singer. After her older boyfriend dies and the family makes sure that she knows she's not wanted at the funeral, she must process her grief in her own way. This is a Chilean movie. We haven't talked about a movie from Chile in a while. And this is actually a movie about a transgendered woman. And the synopsis failed to point that out. It really did. And that's because for them, it's not a big deal. The reason I wanted to mention it here is because for some people, it is a big deal. But let's get back to this actually as a movie. And this actually looks really good. It looks like a very sweet romance. And we're going to get to see the romance told through the eyes of Marina after her boyfriend dies. And then see them together, like how they met, the cute moments they had. And how even though the family doesn't, didn't accept it, the family's like, no, you, Marina, you can't come to the funeral. We're actually quite ashamed of what our father was doing. She has to come to terms with the fact that, no, what, what we had was real. We really loved each other. This wasn't some midlife crisis for this for this older guy and i'm not just some gold digger so if you are in the mood for a foreign movie that's also going to be a sad slice of life romance then maybe this is for you it looks like a well-done movie the acting looks really good uh, everything points to this being great but the fact of the matter is that this isn't going to appeal to a lot of people not just on the topic but also the fact that it's a foreign film some people are just not interested and like i said before Fine. Okay, if you don't want to watch a foreign film, that whatever. 
That's fine. That's your thing. So this movie has two possible strikes against it for some people. And the third being that it's not going to be easy to find, just like all the other movies I talked about so far. Because these last few movies are an example of the limited releases I do talk about. If I only talked about the movies every week that got a wide release, I would have one or two movies. And if it was a crazy week, three movies to talk about. That'd be it. So if you want to see a really cute looking movie, a really also sad looking movie with good acting in it, check out A Fantastic Woman. It looks like it's going to be really good. And the good thing is you already know if it's your type of movie or not. A Fantastic Woman gets a 7 out of 11. And that is it, ladies and gentlemen, for the second part of the show. Let us hear a word from our friends at Nerds of the Squared Circle and the Watch Your Mouth podcast, and then we'll wrap this up. Stay tuned. Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Nerds of the Squared Circle on SomewhatNerdy.com Hi, I'm Sam Jericho of SomewhatNerdy.com's Nerds of the Squared Circle. Join me, Snarf Chris, and the dude with the headband. We talk about wrestling and more wrestling do you like wrestling yeah Yeah. then you should listen to our podcast do you not like wrestling you should still listen to our podcast someone to read a comms nerds of the squared circle subscribe to us on itunes or your favorite podcast app today nerds of the squared circle on someone nerdy.com there are several ways to raise money for a good cause some do it by running marathons some host high dollar dinners And some just do it by clever internetting. We here at the Watch Your Mouth Podcast employ a different approach. Wall-to-wall filthy f***ing language. Go to a grocery store, I'm like, I know exactly what I need. I get in there, I'm like, Yeah, the did I even come here for? With our charity swear jar, every f***ed up utterance from our unfettered gobs is a dime in the right direction. The motherfucker's a mouth breather. Gaming, movies, life musings, it's all here. Served on a bed of f***s and garnished with a crown of Shut the f*** up! How the f*** did we get here? F*** all that goddamn jelly bean! So if you want to hear us do good things with bad words, check out the Watch Your Mouth podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, or online at wympodcast.com. And remember, swearing is caring, so watch your mouth. All right, everyone, welcome back. Let's wrap this up with the final two movies. And the next movie on the list is a movie called Braven. Joe Braven has to go up to his family's cabin to shut it down for the winter. He decides to take his father-in-law along, but when they get there, they find out someone has been in his cabin. A group of drug runners crashed their truck and stored all the drugs in their cabin. And in a case of bad timing, Joe and his father-in-law turn up right when the drug dealers do. To make matters worse, Joe's daughter stowed along in the truck. So Joe must defend his family against a group of armed drug dealers. This stars Jason Momoa from Justice League, Jill Wagner from Teen Wolf the TV show, Garrett Dillahung from Raising Hope, and Stephen Lang from Don't Breathe. So you know those movies that actors do in between their bigger roles. You know, Justice League stopped filming. They had time before Aquaman or anything else that Jason Momoa is going to be in starts filming. So what they do is Jason Momoa looks for another film, a film that will get him some money and a film that will have a short shooting schedule so he can go do his other work. Historically, these movies, these side projects aren't the best. I mean, they're not necessarily bad, but they're just not of the standard that we're used to from these bigger stars. This is surely the case with Braven, but good God, I still want to see this. So just imagine putting Jason Momoa and Stephen Lang in a cabin, surrounding them with bad guys, giving them enough weapons to defend themselves, and then 
letting loose the bad guys and just watching the glorious, glorious battle. So we're going to see Aquaman murk a whole bunch of people. Yay! This is your standard action movie. We've seen a plot like this before. Maybe not exactly like this, but we've seen something familiar. But of course, this isn't the type of movie we go to for originality. We go to this to watch action. We go to this to watch mindless fun. And I think this movie's going to have it. I think this is going to be the type of movie that you watch later and you go, wow, that was actually pretty good. But I am glad that I did not see it in theaters for it would have been a waste of my money. I'm so glad I waited for some streaming service to pick it up or I'm so glad I rented it off YouTube or Google Play for like five bucks, two bucks, whatever. I don't know what they cost because it was enjoyable, but not worth the $10 fee at the theater. Yeah, you'll, you'll say something like that, probably. So if you like action movies, this is for you. This is a rainy day movie. This is the this is a sick day movie. This is the kind of film you watch when you just have extra time and then you're like, okay, now I will sit down and watch this. Unless you're like me, then you'll find some other way to stay busy. But for a movie to watch later and to enjoy later, Braven is a good one. Braven gets a 7.5 out of 11. And finally, my future fans, we have the pick of the week, and if any of you know what the big movie was, you probably knew that this was going to win the week. I've been excited for this movie since it was announced, and when I saw the cast, I got even more excited, and when the first trailer came out, I got even more excited, and now I cannot wait. The pick of the week is Winchester. Sam and Dean are... I'm oh, sorry, those are, the, those are the wrong Winchesters. I'm sorry. This is the semi-true story of Sarah Winchester, the heiress to the Winchester Repeating Arms Company who built the famous Winchester Mystery House in San Jose, California. In this movie, a man named Eric Price is tasked with proving her to be crazy so the company could be taken away from her. But he learns that she might not be crazy after all. This stars Helen Mirren from The Queen and Jason Clarke from Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. And yes, it's still the beginning of the year, and we have another horror movie. Because as like I said, why would you wait for Halloween or the Halloween season to release a movie like this? That's just stupid. But thankfully, we got our answer from Roz from Somewhat Nerdy. That yeah, the Hollywood's capitalizing on the fact that horror is bigger than ever now. And also, this early in the year, they don't have much to compete with. So you can tell Hollywood is still a little gun-shy when it comes to horror. They're like, okay, we want to release a movie, we want to do more, because we saw how big movies have been, and how horror has been growing in general. But we don't want to risk it enough to put these movies out in the winter when it's arguably a bigger time. But this movie looks good. It looks like a mix of just a standard horror and a more psychological one as a, as a James Wan movie or something like that. So it looks like it has a mix of the jump scares and a movie that just instills a sense of dread in you. That's why I really like the Conjuring series. And while it did have its jump scares, you felt the fear like the whole time. Okay, maybe not the whole time, but you felt the fear. It wasn't necessarily the things jumping out that scared you. It was a whole setting that did it. I think this movie is going to be somewhere along those lines. Of course, anything with Helen Mirren in it automatically gets my attention. Helen Mirren is fantastic. Just like I said about Tom Hanks earlier, even Helen Mirren's bad movies aren't that bad and are actually really good. She was in that movie Red. That was kind of a dumb film, but it was really enjoyable. But yes, like I said, I'm really looking forward to this because I've, I've been to the Winchester Mystery House so many times. I love the place. I go there at least three times a year. I know the tour really well. And now I want to see the embellished and elaborated story that they came up with. Anyone who knows Sarah Winchester's story, anyone who's been on the tour, will have been able to pick out certain parts of the trailer and go, okay, I know what this is. 
So it'll be fun seeing stuff that they talked about on the tour on the big screen and then them just saying instead of a perfectly natural reason, it's ghosts. But if you've ever been on the tour, you know it's a creepy place. And if you've ever taken a midnight flashlight tour, it's really creepy. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to go see an entertaining horror movie, then this is for you. This movie is going to be heavy on the entertainment, but just don't go in expecting a truly good movie. Winchester gets an 8 out of 11. And ladies and gentlemen, with that, we reach the question of the week. We got our usual two answers, and they are good ones. I mean, as always. So first, we have Brian Q, who says, and I quote, In time. I've on occasion seen a film and felt embarrassed for the people involved in the film. In Time mocked me and insulted me. My thoughts turn graphic when I think about how much I disliked it. Now, I actually liked this movie, but not because it was good, but because it had an interesting idea. It was poorly executed. So I enjoy it more on a, hey, that's a cool idea. You could have done better. I'm just going to watch flashing pictures on a screen now. If you don't remember, this is the movie from 2011 starring Justin Timberlake, Amanda Seyfried, Killian Murphy, Johnny Galecki, and uh, let's see, Olivia Wilde and Matthew Bomer. It was about in, in the future, you everyone was paid in time. Like you could live forever, but every second you is basically like spending money too. So you worked for a day, you got time. And when you ran out of time, you died. So the really rich, the super rich could live forever. And everyone else was living on quite literally a day-to-day -day basis. Did you have to call out for work? Guess you might die. So Justin Timberlake's character works in a mine or something. I forgot exactly what he does, and I, I, I don't really care. But one day, he he's trying to get to his mother because he just got paid and he has to give her some time because she's going to die. Hey, he doesn't make it. She dies. It causes him to lose it. And one day after that, he's walking around. He sees this guy who's sitting on a the top of a building or something or a bridge. I forgot what, but he's talking to this guy. Turns out the guy is super fucking rich. He is like one of the top 1% in the world. And he's tired of living. He says, you know what? I've lived for hundreds of years. I'm over this. What we're doing is wrong and I want to die. How about I give you my time? So he gives Justin Timberlake all of his time, except just enough time to watch the sunset or something stupid, and then he dies. So Justin Timberlake is now incredibly wealthy and has more time than he's ever seen. And he moves into the wealthy part of town. All in the meantime, someone found this rich guy's body, think it's thinks it's murder, so they come looking for him. When they find him, he's at this party. He kidnaps this rich girl, played by Amanda Seyfried, who eventually joins him and they become this weird Bonnie and Clyde thing going and robbing time from the rich and then just giving it to the poor. And just based off that, it sounds like an interesting idea. It really does. And I was so excited when this movie came out and then it came out and I saw it. And at first I was like, okay, yeah, that, that sure, sure happened. That was a movie. And the more I thought about it. And then after I watched it again, I was like, you know, that really wasn't that good. And I think the only reason it's on my shelf is because every once in a while I like to pick it up, watch it, and realize that's a really interesting idea. What would it have been like if it was done well? So good answer, Brian Q. Thank you very much for that. And we go to Frat Matt for the final one. He says, movie 43, I think it was called. Never, ever again. What the f*** was that? Now, if you remember, movie 43 was supposed to be this huge film. It had everyone in it. I'm just going to straight up read from IMDb just the first few people as Dennis Quaid, Greg Kinnear, Common, Will Sasso, Odeo, Odessa Ray, Seth MacFarlane, Hugh Jackman, Kate Winslet, and it goes on and on and on. 
was directed by Elizabeth Banks, who I personally like a lot, is actually directed by a lot of people because this was a series of short films all loosely tied together. Just like with In Time, what we had was a really interesting idea. We had a great idea. Somewhere along the way, everything went wrong. And I mean everything. And this is another one of the movies, kind of like In Time, where I saw it and I enjoyed it, but again, not because it was good. But unlike In Time, this one isn't on my shelf. If I had to pick between the two, I would probably watch In Time. But thank you very much, Frat Matt. Thank you, you two, for answering all the questions. Well, not all, but, you know, most of them. I appreciate the engagement. I really do. You two are my MVPs. You, you just have to know that. But it's time for my pick. And despite what a lot of people actually think, I dislike quite a few movies. Just the thing is, I never talk about them. The easy answer is going to be the latest bad movie I saw, which was Alien Covenant. And that could very well be my answer, but I want to go a little farther back. And for my answer, I have to pick a movie that I was really surprised that I did not like because it had everything I like. It was a comedy and it was a raunchy comedy. It was a Seth Rogen raunchy comedy and it had Seth Rogen, Ray Liotta, Michael Pena, Anna Faris, Jesse Plemons and Aziz Ansari. Do you know what that movie is yet? The film that I only watched once and barely even then I almost walked out was Observe and Report. And it was quite a few things. It I did laugh at parts during the movie, but it it was too dark. I mean, I have I have laughed at some really f***ed up stuff, but for some reason this movie rubbed me the wrong way. The drug use in the bathroom, the date rape of Anna Faris. I mean, everyone in the theater like went silent during that scene when I saw it. It got really uncomfortable. And there is the belief that nothing is truly off limits when it comes to comedy. And I admit, I have made some really dark jokes myself at times. Things that I've deleted from the show. Things that I've said to friends that I will never admit to. But they were funny at the time because it's all about the timing. And this movie didn't do that right. And for things as dark as this movie touched on, they had to be really careful and they weren't. It was a movie that could have been really funny, but it fell short, woefully short, just because of its pure darkness. I would watch an all-day marathon of the Fifty Shades of Grey movie and the Twilight series all day instead of watching this movie once more. That is how much I hate it. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, that was it for the question of the week. It's time to come up with one for next week. And you know, I mentioned that Helen Mirren, all she has to do is be in a movie and I will probably see it. So here comes my question. So I understand there may be more than one person for you. I sure as hell know there's more than one person for me, but whose movie will you always make a point to see? So basically, what actor or actress will you make sure you always see their movie? no matter how good or bad it may look. So once again, the Future Flicks question of the week. Well, folks, that is it for this episode of Future Flicks with Billiam. This has been episode 77. And look at that. I got it out on a Wednesday. Yay for me. That was a team win. We worked hard together. We brought home the big W. Thank you very much. But without further ado, let's get into the housekeeping. You can find me on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, and any podcast listening app, as well as the Somewhat Nerdy website, that's somewhatnerdy.com. I'd really appreciate it if you take a few minutes out of your day to give the podcast a rating 
I know I say this all the time. I know somewhat nerdy radio, nerds of the squared circle, watch your mouth. They always talk about it. It's because it really does help. And if you didn't know, the end goal is to do this for a living so we can bring you more and more content. Some of you may have heard that I was working on another show called Goat Flicks. That's currently on hold as meeting up with all my co-hosts is a little difficult. Uh, another friend and I have been talking about doing a show, but I'm not going to make any promises on that one just because... You see how well it's going with Goat Flicks, but we will get that one off the ground, I promise you. We have one episode done. We do, but it's not a great quality because I, I believe I've said it on the show before, we had a lot of issues with uh, all of the equipment. But anyway, I will talk about that more later. So again, I would love five stars. Please rate the podcast. I would really love that. And then leave a comment. Tell me what I'm doing right. Tell me what I need to improve on and answer the question of the week. How do you reach me? That is also a great question. You can hit me up on the website, the Somewhat Nerdy website, that is, somewhatnerdy.com. Hit me up on the Somewhat Nerdy Facebook page or leave a comment on SoundCloud. Hit me up on Twitter and Instagram at BilliamSWN and email me at BilliamReviews at gmail.com. Be sure to check out the Somewhat Nerdy Radio and Nerds of the Squared Circle also on the Somewhat Nerdy Podcast Network and the bromance of the show, the Watch Your Mouth Podcast. Don't forget to check out the Somewhat Nerdy site for all of our latest blogs and news. And finally, my dear friends, my dear, dear listeners, my future fans, please remember that no matter where life takes you, no matter what your week has in store, just take some time to catch a flick. I'm Billion from Somewhat Nerdy signing off, and I'll see you in the future. <laughs>